All right, up next, probably the biggest news of the week is one person playing and one person only. Let's and, talk about. And how about tampon talk? Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> talk I about that next. Gave that for Landrum. He can use that next week. Tampon I, talk. I promise you. <laughs> the whole open will just be that. Just be that, and my ass is sore. Uh, all that next on a little ticket. Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers. That. By the way, I did make a a mini e break. It it doesn't count, but. Um, Says who? We were talking about Tom Kim and the languages that he speaks. I got an email about this. It's uh, Tugalug. Tugalug. Tug. It's not, I, th- I think I said it's Tagalog. Yes. Yeah. Tagalog. And I'm not sure you're getting it right now, but Tagalog. 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 Tagalog? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> please just let it go. Either way, your homework assignment still stands, <laughs> sir. Hello, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't count. Did he have gym shorts on? Did he have golf shorts on? Who in the blue hell is Racy McMath? Award-winning par three course, one of the best in the Texas. Every <laughs> hole over water, so get your short game in order and check it out today. Westdale Hills over in Euless, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Let me know, and tell me you heard it on the ticket. <laughs> Forgot the phone number. I don't remember. Oh, wait. Oh, here it is. 888-218-0671. 888-218-0671. Thank you, Westdale. <laughs> I have a mental disorder. Old school bitch. Abu Dabu. Well, good morning. It is around 8 o'clock on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, the ticket. And if it's on a Saturday, which it is, February 25th, around this time, then for the last 29 years, you have the tee box. I'm Rick Arnett. Today, it's Eli Jordan uh, sitting beside as we rotate. Craig is off today. Craig Rosengarten. And we are at the greatness of Crest Cars today. Last Saturday of the month, Infinity, Volvo, and Cadillac. And you can get some hellacious deals on. You can get a Crest Infinity. You can get three years complimentary maintenance on all new 2023 Infinity vehicles. And uh, some low, low lease prices. So check that out. And uh, Crest Volvo, you can get uh, a certified pre-owned. So certified pre-owned means they are checked out. They usually have, I don't think they've ever been in a wreck. And includes unlimited mileage warranty for five years. It's pretty good. Free lifetime roadside assistance. Yep. And we'll give you some more Cadillac stuff here in just a little bit. But we'll be here for the next two hours on the ticket. And uh, this show proudly sponsored by your PGA Tour Superstores. There are four locations in the Metroplex and anything you need golf-wise, pickleball-wise, tennis-wise. 
It's all there. I've started getting mail at the Arlington location because I'm there so much. Hey, now. There you go. Yeah, that's a good place to go hang, and it's kind of like going to Costco. You're always going to leave with something, <laughs> right? Of, it's you, golf Costco. Yeah. It is, because you go out there and you go, well, I'm just going to browse. i got nothing else to do, and next thing you know, you got full cart of stuff. Head cover and glove and shoes and pair of shorts. And, yep. Yeah. And if you mention T-Box, you get $20 off your first $100 spent. So that's a really good deal. Have a buddy that used that uh, promo on a wedge just last nice. week. Yeah, he, he went on Saturday. I played with him on Sunday. He's like, hey, check out my new wedge. I used the T-Box discount and got 20 bucks off. And if you haven't utilized it yet, you can use the Sports Day app. I use it extensively, uh, especially when I'm at the office because I'll be listening, and then I get a, a you know business call. I can hit pause on it. And it will buffer up to an hour. Yeah. Which is really nice. And from what I hear, the rumor is true. The ticket is the most streamed radio station in the world now. Is it? Yep. I've heard that from a number of hmm. fairly reliable sources. And the reason I say that is I want to give a shout out to somebody that's living, uh, living. Well, she is living. And she's also listening from South Dakota, Rapid City. One carousel, seventy-nine years old. So our, we're we're broadening our age demographic. So I, big shout out to her. It's crazy, you know. I you mentioned Grand that I, I'm at ticket stock. I guess this is probably three or four years ago now. Met a gentleman and his wife, and uh, she was a ticket listener. Well, when she got married, this gentleman was from Africa, mm-hmm. and so they moved back over to Africa. I can't hear you. And so, it, but they were they listen on the app. That Norm's bit from Africa. Yeah, crazy. Huh? How about that? Yeah. Super nice people, and but it's it's she walked right up and said, "Hey, we listen to your show every Saturday from Africa." I'm like, huh? I'll be damned. What I find interesting, and we can say this because we're we're all part of the family. The Sports Day app is much better than the ticket website to listen because you can't pause it. Yeah, it's it weird. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I do like the the ability to rewind, to and buffer, pause, and yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, check that out. It's Sports Day app, uh, and it's free. Uh, we have Kern out here, Engineering. Good morning to you, buddy. Good morning to you as How's well. How's our favorite engineer? Doing well. You had a good week? Yeah, it's yeah. been a great week. That looks like it's working. Thank you. Yeah, doing well. Even though I'm, well, like I said, I'm not working out as much because doing some games. It is 80% diet. I know. I know. It's tough. It's a tough haul. Uh, back at the station, we have Kevin Landrum running the show back there, pushing all the buttons and... Hopefully, us sounding decent. Morning, Kevin. Good morning. You guys sound good? Oh, good. Good. Glad to hear that. No, no, that was a question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we sound. We sound, up. We sound. Uh, I guess, workable. Yeah. And twice an hour, we have one Ryan Baldwin doing tickers. Morning, T-Box. I think you all sound fantastic. Kevin won't awesome. say it, but I'll say it. You are guys you, do, you, are guys... you in studio this morning? Yes, sir. Okay, you sound kind of distant. Well, because he's about 30 miles away. Yeah. Uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant, and that was not it. So are you guys doing anything else this weekend? Is this uh, is this your one and only for the ticket on air? Uh, so I'm the morning board up on the weekends, so I've, I've got Elf and Work in Progress tomorrow, and then I have uh, a JKT from noon to two in which Baldwin will be our producer. Yes, and yeah. I'll be doing doubling up with uh, tickers on that day, too, so i got a long day tomorrow. All right, so as a past producer at this fine station, what do you do as a weekend producer? 
Uh, I just texted Kevin and said, hey, do y'all need any help preparing for the show? And uh, we're going to be taking a look at an eye on DFW. Get some news articles that I'm kind of interested in looking at, but just uh, helping them out. I also told you to make us lunch. Yes, that too. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, so Kevin <laughs> is getting a uh, bread sandwich, and I'm going to get uh, Jonathan Dodd a nice spread. A bread sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I can tell you that uh, whenever we had our weekend show, Ty and I, I, mm-hmm. I know what Matt Birmingham did as a producer. What he did? Just purposefully tried to shoot the wheels off the show as much as he possibly could. Interesting. That was basically his his only job. Sounds like the great ham. Was just firing torpedoes into our side, just hoping to sink the whole thing. Are you less horny now? (laughs) No, Matt. As you peek deep into the ticket past, uh, the producer's main job at one point was finding guests, and you had to screen phone calls. That was, and now the ticket hardly takes any unless they're screenless. Eight 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 seven eight seven thirteen ten. Yeah, so I don't know. When, I don't know when we officially started going away from that. Yeah, maybe because of Twitter and and whatever else. I blame Mike and Duncanville. I think he was. <laughs> I think he was the reason we stopped. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'll tell you when they when they well, George did a, a really good segment yesterday. Or was it yesterday or Thursday when it was kind of like. Uh, a ticket rehash where he'd bring up some sound from the past, and there was one. Uh, Paul in uh, what? There's thank, that, thank you, George. and then uh, some guy came on and got in a battle with Norm, and it was during a uh, Cowboy Post game, and Norm will keep people on forever. I ha- I think I know a reason. It was probably Mike and Dunganville, probably. No, it wasn't. It was somebody else. But but you could always tell the hosts that were That's that it. were solos. So <laughs> Chuck, Skip. Uh, let's see, who else was single? Um, Kurt Menefee, Chris Arnold, Rocco, and they would keep guests, they would keep phone callers on longer yeah. than normal because they, you get tired of talking to yourself. Yeah. But nowadays, and I don't know when that changed, but I think it's for the better because I think phone calls are kind of a, kind of their own emergency break. Well, but anyway, if you don't care about the P1, then I do. Oh, I, I care. I, I enjoy interacting with the P1, Rick, so. I would I would certainly take phone calls, but well, you can tweet us at Arnett Rick or at <laughs> the Eli Jordan. You probably hit the nail on the head right there. That's probably why they stopped taking as many calls. That's what I'm there's other ways to reach out. So, so there you go. That... You, can, you can tell us we suck on social media instead of on the telephone. Well, you could do that too. You could you could call <laughs> in and just talk to Kevin Landrum. Yeah, call, he could he could do his own show. Eight eight seven eight seven thirteen ten. Call and talk to Kevin. He's yeah, talk lonely. to Kevin. Pass along any information you like and see how long Kevin keeps you on the line. All right, it is a 810 on the little ticket. Again, T-Box out of Crest Cars today in Frisco right off the Sam Rayburn tollway and, and the tollway right off Legacy. We'll be here for the next two hours. And up next, well, Liv has restarted, and there were some interesting announcements that have been made that might bring up a plausible question. That we'll talk about next on the little ticket. All right, up next, probably the biggest news of the week is one person playing and one person only. Let's and, talk about. And how about tampon talk? Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk I about that next. Gave that for Landrum. He can use that next week. Tampon. I, talk. I promise you. <laughs> the whole open will just be that. Just be that, and my ass is sore. Uh, All that next on The Little Ticket. 
Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. That. By the way, I did make a a mini e break. It it doesn't count, but. Um, Says who? We were talking about Tom Kim and the languages that he speaks. I got an email about this. It's uh, Tugalug. Tugalug. Tug. It's not. I th- I think I said is Tagalog. Yes. Yeah. Tugalug. And I'm not sure you're getting it right now, but Tagalog. 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 I don't know. Uh, <laughs> please just let it go. Either way, your homework assignment still stands, <laughs> sir. Hello, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. Did he have gym shorts on? Did he have golf shorts on? Who in the blue hell is Racy McMath? Award-winning par three course, one of the best in the Texas. Every hole over water, so get your short game in order and check it out today. Westdale Hills over in Euless, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Let me know, and tell me you heard it on the ticket. What's the phone number? <laughs> Forgot the phone number. I don't remember. Oh, wait. Oh, here it is. 888-218-0671. 888-218-0671. Thank you, Westdale. <laughs> I have a mental disorder. Old school bitch. Abu Dabu. Well, good morning. It is around 8 o'clock on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, the ticket. And if it's on a Saturday, which it is, February 25th, around this time, then for the last 29 years, you have the T-Box. I'm Rick Arnett. Today, it's Eli Jordan uh, sitting beside as we rotate. Craig is off today. Craig Rosengarten. And we are at the greatness of Crest Cars today. Last Saturday of the month, Infinity, Volvo, and Cadillac. And you can get some hellacious deals on. You can get a Crest Infinity. You can get three years complimentary maintenance on all new 2023 Infinity vehicles. And uh, some low, low lease prices. So check that out. And uh, Crest Volvo, you can get uh, a certified pre-owned. So certified pre-owned means they are checked out. They usually have, I don't think they've ever been in a wreck. And includes unlimited mileage warranty for five years. It's pretty good. Free lifetime roadside assistance. Yep. And we'll give you some more Cadillac stuff here in just a little bit. But we'll be here for the next two hours on the ticket. And uh, this show proudly sponsored by your PGA Tour Superstores. There are four locations in the Metroplex. And anything you need golf-wise, pickleball-wise, tennis-wise, it's all there. I've started getting mail at the Arlington location because I'm there so much. Hey, now. There you go. Yeah, that's a good place to go hang. And it's kind of like going to Costco. You're always going to leave with something, kind right? Of. It's you, golf Costco. Yeah. It is because you go out there and you go, well, I'm just going to browse. I got nothing else to do. And next thing you know, you got a full cart of stuff. Head cover and glove and shoes and a pair of shorts. And, yep. yep. And if you mention T-Box, you get $20 off your first $100 spent. So that's a really good 
deal. Have a buddy that used that uh, promo on a wedge just last nice. week. Nice. Yeah, he, he went on Saturday. I played with him on Sunday. He's like, hey, check out my new wedge. I used the T-Box discount. Got 20 bucks off. And if you haven't utilized it yet, you can use the Sports Day app. I use it extensively, uh, especially when I'm at the office because I'll be listening, and then I get a, a you know business call. I can hit pause on it. And it will buffer up to an hour, yeah, which is really nice. And from what I hear, the rumor is true: the ticket is the most streamed radio station in the world now. Is it? Yep, I've heard that from a number of hmm. fairly reliable sources. And the reason I say that is I want to give a shout out to somebody that's living, uh, living. Well, she is living, and she's also listening from South Dakota, Rapid City. One Carasool, 79 years old. So our, we're, we're broadening our age demographic. So I, big shout out to her. It's crazy. You know, I, you mentioned Grand that. I, I'm at Ticket Stock, I guess this is probably three or four years ago now, met a gentleman and his wife, and uh, she was a ticket listener. Well, when she got married, this gentleman was from Africa. Mm-hmm. And so they moved back over to Africa. I can't hear you. And so, but they, were, they listen on the app. Norm's bit. From Africa. Yeah. Crazy. Huh? How about that? Yeah. Super nice people, and but it's it's. She walked right up and said, "Hey, we listen to your show every Saturday from Africa." I'm like, huh? I'll be damned. What I find interesting, and we can say this because we're we're all part of the family. The Sports Day app is much better than the ticket website to listen because you can't pause it. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I do like the the ability to rewind, to and buffer, pause, and yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, check that out. It's Sports Day app, uh, and it's free. Uh, we have Kern out here, engineering. Good morning, you buddy. Good morning to you as How's well. Our favorite engineer, doing well. Yeah, good week. Yeah, it's yeah. been a great week. That looks like it's working. Thank you. Yeah, doing well. Even though I'm, well, like I said, I'm not working out as much because doing some games. It is eighty percent diet. I know. I know. It's tough. It's a tough haul. Uh, back at the station, we have Kevin Landrum running the show back there, pushing all the buttons and. Hopefully, us uh, sounding decent. Morning, Kevin. Good morning. You guys sound good? Oh, good. Good. Glad to hear that. No, no, that was a question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we sound. We sound, uh, we sound uh, I guess, workable. Yeah. And twice an hour, we have one Ryan Baldwin doing tickers. Morning, T-Box. I think you all sound fantastic. Kevin won't awesome. say it, but I'll say it. You are guys you, do, you, are guys... you in studio this morning? Yes, sir. Okay, you sound kind of distant. Well, he's distant. about thirty miles away. Yeah. Uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant, and that was not it. So, are you guys doing anything else this weekend? Is this uh, is this your one and only for the ticket on air? Uh, so I'm the morning board up on the weekends. So I've I've got Elf and work in progress tomorrow, and then I have uh, a JKT from noon to two, in which Baldwin will be our producer. Yes, and yeah. I'll be doing doubling up with uh, tickers on that day too. So I got a long day tomorrow. All right. So as a past producer at this fine station, what do you do as a weekend producer? Uh, I just texted Kevin and said, "Hey, do y'all need any help preparing for the show?" And uh, we're going to be taking a look at. An eye on DFW. Get some news articles that I'm kind of interested in looking at, but just helping them out. I also told you to make us lunch. Yes, that too. Yeah, uh, really. Yeah. So Kevin is getting a bread sandwich, and I'm gonna get uh, Jonathan Dodd a nice spread. A bread sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that 
<laughs> whenever we had our weekend show, Ty and I, mm-hmm. I know what Matt Birmingham did as a producer. What did he do? Just purposefully tried to shoot the wheels off the show as much as he possibly could. Interesting. That was uh, basically his, his only like a, job. Was, sounds like the great ham. Was just firing torpedoes into our side, just hoping to sink the whole thing. Well, as you, Are as you as less you peak, horny now? <laughs> no, Matt. As you peek deep into the ticket past, uh, the producer's main job at one point was like finding guests, and you had to screen phone calls. That was, the, and now the ticket hardly takes any unless they're screenless. Eight 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 seven eight seven thirteen ten. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. When, I don't know when we officially started going away from that. Yeah, maybe because of Twitter and and whatever else. I blame Mike and Duncanville. I think he was. <laughs> I think he was the reason we stopped. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'll tell you when they when they well, George did a, a really good segment yesterday. Or was it yesterday or Thursday when it was kind of like. Uh, a ticket rehash where he'd bring up some sound from the past, and there was one. Uh, Paul in uh, what? Well, there's that, you, and then uh, some guy came on and got in a battle with Norm, and it was during a uh, Cowboy Post game, and Norm will keep people on forever. I ha- I think I know a reason. It was probably what? Mike and Dunganville, probably. No, it wasn't. It was somebody else. But but you could always tell the hosts that were That's that it. were solos. So <laughs> Chuck, Skip. Uh, let's see, who else was single? Um, Kurt Menefee, Chris Arnold, Rocco, and they would keep guests, they would keep phone callers on longer yeah. than normal because they, you get tired of talking to yourself. Yeah. But nowadays, and I don't know when that changed, but I think it's for the better because I think phone calls are kind of a, kind of their own emergency break. Well, but anyway. if you don't care about the P1, then I do. Oh, I, I care. I, I enjoy interacting with the P1, Rick, so. I would I would certainly take phone calls, but well, you can tweet us at Arnett Rick or at <laughs> the Eli Jordan. You probably hit the nail on the head right there. That's probably why they stopped taking as many calls. That's what I'm there's other ways to reach out. So, so there you go. That... You, can, you can tell us we suck on social media instead of on the telephone. Well, you could do that too. You could you could call <laughs> in and just talk to Kevin Landrum. Yeah, he call, could he could do his own show. Eight eight seven eight seven thirteen ten. Call and talk to Kevin. He's yeah, talk lonely. to Kevin. Pass along any information you like and see how long Kevin keeps you on the line. All right, it is a 810 on the little ticket. Again, T-Box out of Crest Cars today in Frisco right off the Sam Rayburn tollway and, and the tollway right off Legacy. We'll be here for the next two hours. And up next, well, Liv has restarted, and there were some interesting announcements that have been made that might bring up a plausible question. That we'll talk about next on The Little Ticket. Good Saturday morning to you. It is February 25th, last Saturday of the month, which means we're at Crest Cars, Crest Volvo, Infinity, and Cadillac. They have some of the best service around. They have great cups of coffee. They have an in, inside uh, uh, food court. They have barbecue from Ernest B's. It's a full experience here at CrestCars.com, longtime client of the magazine and the tea box all right 850 we'll get into our probably our final review of full swing um i still don't know if craig has been able to figure out his netflix yet so i don't know if he's seen one episode but uh he's really seem like his thing yeah i don't know yeah well we'll get into it at 850 because we definitely have some thoughts uh this segment brought to you by the greatness of the Texas Junior Golf Tour, 
for your kids anywhere between the ages, I believe, 13 and 18, you can sign up and see what kind of competitive chops they have. And if it works out and they like it, uh, you might be getting some co- uh, college money because mm-hmm. there's a lot of college coaches that scout that league. And so, the Texas Junior Golf Tour will uh, help kind of grease the wheels with yes, some of the uh, coaches around. They've got a lot of connections. So. Yep. Them and the city of Arlington golf courses. All right. So we do have a leaderboard. It is the Honda. This is now one of the non-elevated events, and it shows. Uh, Whatever do you mean, Rick? Wow. I mean, you look at this leaderboard, and there were a couple guys. As much as we follow golf, I'm always disappointed and a little amazed myself that I don't. Like, who's this guy? I have no idea. So I have to do a lot more research during these tournaments because um, they're either newcomers, they're rookies. Monday qualifiers. Monday qualifiers. Uh, yeah. So you have they have the uh, the bear trap. I think it's 15 through 17, which is always a, a white knuckler. And it's it's the first tournament to begin the Florida swing. And then they'll have Bay Hill, and then they'll have everything leading up to uh, Augusta. But you have one Justin Suh leading at 10 under par. Last year... He was a Monday qualifier at another event, and he came in, I don't know, top eight, and he made a check of about $350,000. Not a bad payday. Gave half of it to charity. Yeah, good for him. And the tournament director said, I've never heard anybody do anything like that before. So that's pretty good. So, yeah, he's leading by by one over Chris Kirk. He's a vet. And then one Ryan Gerard. and I bring up Ryan Gerard. He is in third. He is a rookie. This is only his second event, I believe. He's a Monday qualifier. North Carolina guy? Yep. Okay. He's a Monday qualifier. And one of the bits about him is he played baseball along with uh, uh, golf. And it says here, he eventually quit playing baseball because he was using his golf swing in the batter's box, leading to an inordinate amount of strikeouts. (laughs) Could you imagine that guy? Unless the, unless the guy's dumping one in the dirt from the mound. I mean, how would you ever hit anything I, I mean, with a golf swing? You've always heard kind of the myth that <laughs> the reason professional baseball players do not play golf during the season is because it will mess with their swing. Right. I don't know how much truth there is to that. I mean, I think there could be a little bit to it, especially if you're a mediocre hitter. But if you're like Mike Trout, I don't think – Mike Trout going to top golf during the season is probably going to impact his ability to hit the baseball. But but obviously there's something to it. <laughs> this guy, it seemed to have ruined his baseball career. So so he's a Monday qualifier, and I'm always amazed that, first of all, Monday qualifying might be the toughest tournament every week of the year. Yeah. Because they only take four. Mm-hmm. You better shoot in the low 60s. You're right. And we, we went, you know, kind of watched a lot of this with some of our local guys, whether it be Edward Lohr or Conrad Schindler, guys that, you know, were uh, trying to Monday qualify for a lot of PGA Tour events. And you're right, man. I mean, like, you have to shoot, like, 63 to have a chance. Yeah, they only take four out of maybe 100. And uh, I believe the last guy to Monday qualify and win was Corey Connors. Okay. Okay, so there's a little bit of trivia. Yeah, all right. So you got the – you got uh, – Ryan Gerard, then you got a Ben Taylor, a Ben Martin, eight and seven under. You got to go down the leaderboard a little bit before some people would actually recognize some of these names. Uh, Zach Johnson, 
the Ryder Cup captain this mm-hmm. year. He's tied for 10th. And Adam Shank is a 10-under. And, I mean, uh, Akshay Batia. So he's the lefty. I mean, he looks like he looks like 6'2", about 100 pounds. Yes. And he was supposed to be the next greatest guy. And it just shows you how tough it is to migrate from be, or being a really good college, really good amateur player to hanging with these guys. He's up playing pretty well. He's tied for 16th. He's at 400 pounds. Just a quick aside on Akshay Batia. He, he actually is still so young that he couldn't rent a car whenever he would go to most, like, corn ferry events. Yeah, be 25, right? Right. So he would rent a U-Haul. So he would – you can rent a U-Haul, I think, when you're 18, but you have to be 25 to rent a car. So a lot of times whenever he'd get in town, he'd go rent a U-Haul for the week. Yep. Shane Lowry, most people know him because mm-hmm. he's a an Open champion. That's correct. Uh, he's at four under par. Kelly Kraft, local guy, he's three under. Boy, he's getting in a lot of events. I'm not sure what his exemptions are, but uh, he's played almost every week this year, hasn't yep. he? Yep, yeah, he has. He plays with all the guys in town. Play a lot of money games, but Pearson Cootie. So he was on our cover, correct? Yeah, but both he and his brother. Mm-hmm. He was uh, looking really good for a while. He won a he won his first Corn Ferry event, right? Or was that his brother? First or second? Now Pearson Pearson's the one that has won on the Corn Ferry. All right. So he's uh, he's tied for 30th. He was doing really well on Thursday and kind of spit the bit on Friday. Went, went 66-75. Three under for today so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanjay M is a two under. But, like, yeah, this tournament, uh, Billy Horschel tied for 30th. It's not much. And it's just one of those events. And I wonder. So if you're the, you're the Honda, you're the lead sponsor. I wonder at what point, because the ratings aren't going to be good. No. At what point does the does the does Honda push back and say, you know what, um, you either get better, you better give me an elevated event in the next year or two, or I'm not spending this kind of money. I I agree with you, and and I've thought the same thing about the Charles Schwab Challenge out at Colonial. Mm-hmm. You know, because Charles Schwab spends a lot of money with the PGA Tour, and at what point do they step in and say, hey, look, we're not going to keep sponsoring this event if the field's not going to be as good because it's not elevated. And, you know, there's chatter that the field at Colonial this year may not be as good as it has been in the past because a lot of these guys aren't going to want to play five weeks f- in a four, row. five, six weeks in a row. Yeah, and so, you know, th- these major sponsors, I mean, whether it be Honda or Charles Schwab, you, you may see them, hey, look, you know, we're not going to keep pumping this kind of money into this event if no eyeballs are on it. Well, I can't imagine that uh, since I, I want to say that – I want to say the Colonial is, is it the only Invitational that's not an elevated event? I think Arnie's tournament is. Bay Hill is yeah. for sure, yeah. So that's, I, th- I found that really interesting. So mm. if they're not an elevated event next year, also keep in mind Charles Schwab pretty much funds the champions. That's tour. correct. They so, put a lot of money into golf, yeah. Yeah, so I would think they would probably give them a little bit of a, um, a wink and say, okay, next year you guys get to be relevant. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot going on. Uh, at the Honda. They'll play two more rounds. They have the Live begins this week at Invitational Mayakoba. Paul Casey is is tied with Jason Kokrak at six under par. Peter Uline. Boy, that guy was another awesome amateur that hasn't really transferred over to the pros much. He's at four under. Carlos Ortiz, who the defector, he's at four under par. Taylor Gooch, the same. Charles Howells at three under. Phil Mickelson was doing okay in the beginning. Brooks Kepka is even. 
Let me see where Phil is because Phil is plus one. He's tied for 23rd. Phil hasn't done a whole lot. He didn't do anything last year. Have you seen how skinny he is? Yeah. He's lost half of himself. He almost looks, he almost looks to the point he's gone. I think he said he was down to his college weight. Yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. It's something that I have not been in <laughs> since college. Uh, and then they have the team events. Uh, if you care, the Crushers are 10 under. They're leading the Smash and the Four Aces by three. <laughs> the last thing about the Live Tour is they were, it sounds like the the unlimited pockets of the Saudis are saying, okay, it's time guys for you guys to earn some of your keep. And they want the Live Tour teams to start soliciting uh, sponsorships. They're all going to be wearing the same outfits. Uh, they want these guys to go out and get some money to defray some of the costs because they're not going to be paying for uh, first-class air travel for everybody. They're not going to pay for the caddies' air travel. They're not going to pay for, you know, opulent accommodations now. They realize they spent almost a billion dollars last year. I wonder who's going to be the first companies to sponsor one of these teams. I don't know. I mean, it seems to me like there are still more companies walking away from guys that are on the live than there are companies running towards them. To that point, uh, let's see, Dustin Johnson uh, and Adidas split. Right. That was big. Huge. He'd been with them for, what, 15 years or 16 years? Yeah. So we'll see. I I don't know where this is going to wind up. I really don't. In my best-case scenario, I think they merge somehow, just like the old NFL and all that. I mean, you know. Or they'll just dry up. You're – and we, we talked about this whenever this live stuff first started kind of rolling downhill that, hey, the Saudi Arabians that are backing this, yes, they have a ton of money that they're willing to put into this. But at some point, they're going to say, hey, look, you know, we're, we've got to start seeing at least a little return on investment here. And that's kind of what you're seeing now with them saying, hey, look, we're not going to fly everybody, you know, on a Airbus A380 that looks like a nightclub to every event. We're not going to pay for the caddies accommodations. We're not going to put you up in the, you know, the nicest hotel in the penthouse, you know, for, for everybody to just have a big party. Right. And, and, yeah, I mean, you're starting to see them want a little bit of return on the, the money they've pumped into this thing. Well, as uh, as Craig has been want to say, I don't care how much money you have, you don't want to lose it after a while. That's right. You know, you, you got to see some ROI, yep. right? So we'll see how this goes. I don't. I really have no idea. It's either going to be it's either going to be a merger or it's going to go by way of the XFL and everything else, and it's just going to dry up till somebody else wants to do it. All right, eight forty nine on the little ticket. T box out of Crest Cars today. Infinity, Volvo, and Cadillac. They got some new lines up. And I would strongly suggest you take a look at them because their service is impeccable and uh, the warranties on these puppies are really, really nice. That was brought to you by uh, Pure Swing Golf. Up next, let's get into our thoughts on the Full Swing documentary on Netflix. But before- 8.58 on the ticket. T-Box out at Crest Cars today. Infinity, Cadillac, and Volvo right off the 121 Sam Rayburn Highway tollway and regular tollway and we'll be here till 10 and uh don't forget cadillac volvo and infinity are the cars uh their brands and also amazing pre-owns you go outside and you look at some of these uh some of these rides that people have traded in pretty darn sweet so give it a shot and get yourself some barbecue from Ernest bees and all that good stuff all right 910 give you some weather Looks a little iffy. And uh, we will get into, believe it or not, car crash talk.
nine, ten. I think it's it's more I, I'm losing faith in humanity talk than it is well, I, car we, crash we talk. We could actually do that in any segment. Yeah, that's true. I mentioned earlier you can tweet us at our net Rick at or at the Eli Jordan and at Jamie Rorig, I think it is, R-O-H-R-I-G, reminded us that Honda is pulling out of sponsorship of the Honda Classic after this year. Not surprising. So, yeah, I'm thinking who else is going to be doing that on a regular basis because it's, you know, you have to answer to your shareholders at some point, right? And especially if you're laying off people and you're spending millions of dollars to promote a golf event especially one that nobody's really watching. Anyway, so there you go. All right, so we have been watching, along with a lot of other people, you've been hearing it during the week on the ticket, about Netflix's concentration on the PGA Tour called Full Swing, eight episodes. It's uh, followed the very successful Drive to Survive, which highlighted uh, Formula One, which got me hooked. By the way, I went down to the one in Austin last year. Loved it. Do you? Did you pick a driver? Like, do you have a guy that you actively root for, F1 wise? Yeah, it's like anything else. You there's guys you root for and guys you don't just because you know they just rub you the wrong way or they're or they're cool and. But do you own any gear? Like, do you have a no. hat of like no. any specific driver or no, a T-shirt or anything? Okay, not that crazy. Just curious. No. But it did take a couple years for Drive to Survive to catch on here in the States. And then once it did, I think it's on its fifth season now. Just um, It just dropped last night. Watch it with a buddy. Uh, watch a couple episodes. And uh, it's good. They've they figured out how to do it on Formula One because, one, there's teams. Two, there's compelling uh, personalities because what they call the principals, the team principals, those are the guys that run the team. And they are not shy. And I don't know how much of it is played to the camera or not, but I, I I temper my enthusiasm with any reality show. I never know what uh, what's real or what isn't, what's fabricated, because I think it's impossible, Eli, to act natural when you know you're on camera. Well, and I mean, even Brooks Kepka, you know, if you talk about full swing, you heard people after seeing that episode that kind of focused on him that he was had buyer's remorse and he you yep. know he we wanted to potentially go back to the PGA Tour and you know he he came out and said in a statement a couple of days later that hey look you know I mean the, there's some production value to this like they didn't show a lot of the other stuff that I said some of it's taken out of context right, because exactly. they edited it in fact Max Verstappen who's by far the number one driver on mm-hmm. the Formula One he says I will not talk to them again because I thought they, they skewed things way off base. Really? Yeah. Well, look at this. Got to take a picture. Some breakfast please. coming in. Yeah, please put that down um. right there. And smile for the camera. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Ernest that. Ernest B's. Little, little breakfast, which you can get also at Crest Cars. Okay. Yes. So, Thank you. Uh, so they've done eight, eight episodes. I've watched them all. And definitely some hit and misses. I think, and we'll get kind of give you an overview. We're not going to go through each each one. Yeah, no real spoilers here. But I think the first one might have been the worst. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and I only say that because there was really nothing interesting about it. I mean, I enjoyed it just because it did kind of center around a local guy. But you they know, didn't with say anything interesting. Not really. I mean, it, it was okay. And, and it, I think I've got two episodes left, so I haven't seen the last couple yet. But... 
Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think if, if you're ranking the episodes top to bottom of the six, I guess, that I've seen, I would probably put it as the as the one that I enjoyed the least, but I still liked it, you know. So as they, uh, as, as they title these, describe them, it says, Childhood best friends Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas become fierce rivals as they battle to win on the PGA Tour. Didn't see much of that. Yeah, I don't know about fear, you know, fierce rivals. No, I think it's it's like anything else. They're you, competitors, but they're competitors. They're friends. If they don't win personally, yeah, maybe they want mm-hmm. Jordan to win or vice versa. But they always want to beat the heck out of each other. Yeah, right? I, I would say like when it comes to like a fierce rivalry, I would say what we saw with Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, yeah. where you can tell that they just honestly don't like each other. It, well, you, we don't even know if that was fabricated. That's true. It could have been for the PIP, for the PIP money. So anyway, I watching guys fly a private jet to a course to play a practice round, and the craziest thing about it was I'm not a big card player or anything, but I don't know if they even realized they were doing this, but Jordan has a deck of cards, and he asked Justin Thomas, okay, 1000 bucks. guess this, guess the card I pull up. <laughs> guess the a card. 1000 bucks, yeah. and it's it's – one card. It's, mm-hmm. it's not even a suit. And, and I thought it so was. So you should have got fifty-two to one yeah, odds. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I, if, if you're if you're Justin Thomas, you're like, well, you at least got to give me like, you know, fifty-two tw- to one, twenty-six odds. to one odds, or something like half. I mean, you know, just, but yeah, fifty-two to one would be the normal odds on that. But it was the dumbest thing, and I'm yeah. thinking, Justin, do you really ha- do you realize how crazy and dumb you yeah, look? Yeah, you because, just gave away two thousand dollars because he goes, ah, uh, Queen of Diamonds, and he and Jordan pulls up uh, Ace of Hearts, yeah, Seven of Spades, or whatever. Because like, like, okay. oh. normally you cut cards for for money, yeah. you know, high, low, and all that kind of stuff. And, and it also didn't make him look very smart whenever he seemingly couldn't figure out how to operate the self-checkout kiosk at that CVS. He's like President he Bush. To, Remember, he, he never knew how to do that either. <laughs> how do I use a credit card? Yeah, that was interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it, it could have been a lot better. I wish they would have done more insight into Jordan. Jordan's background of winning three majors in a very short period of time mm-hmm. and then losing his game. Yeah. That, to me, is way more interesting. And on the other hand, Justin taking a lot longer to f- to win and watching his buddy kill it. Yeah. And then the vice versa is happening, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, Brooks Kepka, the second episode. <sighs> what do you think? Eh, I mean, I, I think it. <sighs> I can tell you that his wife is a tremendous ditz, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um it made him kind of just seem – I don't know. He's hes always, to me, kind of had this weird kind of thousand-yard stare, like he's just not all there, you know. But Well, he always acted to me like golf was beneath him, like he was the best athlete on tour, yeah. and I'm going to out-compete everybody because everybody else is soft. Mm-hmm. That's the impression I got, and I'm only going to wake up for the majors. Yeah. And uh, and now watching him struggle, whether it's – I mean, he's, had, he's blown out two knees and a hip. And it doesn't take much to mess up your golf swing. No. And it doesn't take much. I mean, the the margin of error for being the best uh, on tour for versus being a guy can't make the cut is razor thin. Yeah. I mean, it might be a half shot around, quarter shot around, something like that. He just looked broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was pretty vulnerable in it. Again, I don't know how much is real and how much he's he was kind of goaded into doing it. I thought the best part of that was his fiance then – 
soon-to-be wife showing him all the outfits she was going to wear, and he all he's thinking about is is sand shots. Yeah. Did you like the swing in his house? The fur-lined swing. No. That pretty that, sweet crib, though. It, I, I was going to say, if there was a house that, if you made me guess, like, okay, what kind of home do you think Brooks Kepka lives in? That's probably what I would have sketched out for you. It was yeah. Like super ultra modern with like this infinity pool and. I like the uh, the sitting area though. Yeah. That was really cool. Very much so. But yes. it's so it's Jupiter Island. Everybody mm-hmm. has a house, and a lot of the tour players have it. Okay, number three was uh, Ian Poulter, and that mostly concentrated on the live golf deal um he hadn't at towards the end he had uh he had defected yes i I, one thing i will say and there's well actually two if if, because we're kind of running short Mm -hmm. on time but two of i think the the people that came off the best during this entire series joel damon which we'll talk about him absolutely I thought Ian Poulter actually came off as a relatively likable guy in this, despite the fact that he's been a thorn in the American side, Ryder Cup wise, for however many years. And he all, you know, he dresses like an idiot, and he's just always. Well, what about of, his closet? Oh my God, it was unbelievable. I mean, how many that, plaid pairs of pants does he have? All of them. <laughs> but I actually, I felt like seeing him like around his family and stuff. And forget the live thing. Right. I mean, I think that that you know obviously takes a little bit away from the legacy of these guys joining the live golf tour. I thought Poulter came off as a relatively likable person. Like he seems like a dude that if you, if you saw him, you wouldn't mind having a beer or two. Yes. That's what I was saying. I thought he was highly relatable and he seemed the most comfortable in front of the camera. Yes. He got the bit, Mm -hmm. I think. Okay. The next one was uh, Joel Damon. Great episode. Yeah. Oh, him and his, in his uh, childhood friend, Caddy, Mm -hmm. Gino, those guys were great. And the, the banter they had on the golf course was hilarious. His wife seemed very pleasant as yep. well. You know, I mean, they just he'd he, been through a lot. He, he came tes- off as really like cancer. Yeah, his his mom passed away of yep. cancer yep. whenever he was in high school. Yep, and then when he was in his early twenties, he got diagnosed with testicular cancer. Did a round of chemo, and he's you know he's he's okay now. But so I want to say this. So I I think almost anybody can handle success. I think very very few humans can handle fame. Yeah. So what happens is. You're a Joel Damon. You're kind of under the radar. You're a good enough player to be 70th. You'll make a nice living, right? But when he was leading after the second round of the U.S. Open, and all of a sudden everybody's after him. Mm-hmm. And the fact he came in 10th was pretty darn good. Yeah. Usually that's when guys flame out. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because he had said many times, like, you know, I, I, I know that nobody's going to remember who I was when I retire, when I'm done playing this Am I good game. enough to win a major? Probably not. Probably not. He goes, he, he, I think at one point he says, you know, somebody's got to be the 70th ranked yeah, player in the world. Yeah. It might as well be me, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he's very self-deprecating, and it comes off as likable. Almost and, too much. Almost too because much. Because if I'm his caddy, yeah. I'm going, come on. But the, the one time the caddy goes, Hey, you told me we were going to make a million bucks these next four weeks, and and Don yeah, Damon goes, well, I guess tr- I better get on it. <laughs> yeah, he was like getting <laughs> ready missing to cuts. Slam. Yeah, it, 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 that was a really, really good episode. I enjoyed that one, and I think that's an episode of television that even if you have no idea about the PGA Tour or know very little about golf, I think you would enjoy it just because the human interest element of it was very, very well done. It, it, he came off as a really, really likable guy. I like the my, the Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, episode just dustin johnson was in it too Mm -hmm. didn't really add much no because he's not that type of guy he's a lunkhead well he just just said you know if if, look if i'm if you're doing the exact same job and you like it 
and you have to do and you get to do it less and you get more money, why wouldn't you take it? Yeah. He goes, I'm done with my legacy. I've mm-hmm. won two majors. I don't. I, I got a lifetime exemption if he ever comes back. He's yeah. won over 20 tournaments. And Matt Fitzpatrick, the biggest thing I got at him with one that sand shot he hit on eight on the seventy second. Still incredible, right? Yep. And I and I forgot how much the Will Zalatoris missed that putt by oh, to time. Just, uh, you know what? Just tickled yeah. the tickled mm-hmm. the edge there. Yep. But I what I didn't get was Matt Fitzpatrick recording every shot he's ever hit ever. Yeah. Even on the practice range, yep. I'm like, "What the?" And he, he saw the uh, the yardage books he had. He mm-hmm. knew exactly how far he was hitting it back. He was 18. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he had a giant, just like plastic bin of just yardage books that he had scribbled notes mm-hmm. in. Uh, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, not bad. Yeah, um, that was a uh, Finau again, a really likable guy. Yep. Uh, uh, Sahith Thigala and Mito Pereira again. I had to saw see Mito's. Wheels off drive on the last hole of the PGA. Looked like he stuck a fork in an electric socket as he made contact. And I'm wondering, his caddy didn't get hammered up about that much, but why didn't the caddy just give him an iron off the tee? Just tackle him. What is he doing? But that was pretty good. And Sahith was, uh, he's very likable. Yeah. Like him a lot. Heck of a player, too. And then the final episode was, was, I think, maybe one of the worst again. I thought it was kind of uh, boring. I have not seen that one yet. Okay, that's with. uh, uh, finally, Rory got involved in the mix, gotcha. and it wound up being kind of a puff piece. Hmm. And they didn't show much of Cam Smith uh, winning the Open, which I thought was kind of weird. But yeah. all in all, I'll say this: compared to the Drive to Survive, if I'm doing this next year and they've already re-upped, I dive way more into what it's really like being a PGA Tour player. What's it like scrambling for? commercial flights how do you travel how do you what happens when you miss five cuts in a row um just all the things that would make it more relatable for guys like us i uh, right completely agree i think that if you're going to do another season of it that they need to pick one one will be max Holmes, corn fairy guy or one guy that is uh yes that's what they try, trying to monday qualify every yep. you can follow him for a, a, a couple of weeks and maybe a and, max homa type yeah. just because he's good funny he's good and funny and he and if they go back enough you'll see that he was just like joel damon mm-hmm. he had no belief in him in his game mm-hmm. and somehow he resurrected it and uh and now he's a top i'm gonna say top six player in the world now. yeah so anyway, I would check it out. Uh, you said your wife li- really liked Loved it. it. Yeah, she's she's really enjoyed it. Yeah. My girlfriend Kat liked it, um, but I think it's more for them than than the golf geek. Yeah, uh, there's just not enough there. Most most of us know what's going on all the time. So, but I'd still check it out, and we'll hopefully they'll come up with some uh, better ideas for next year. All right, uh, up next we will get you some weather. We have uh, <laughs> why we've lost our faith in humanity has to do with uh, car wrecks specifically. And uh, we'll do that next. United Ag and Turf and uh, Maestro Dobell Tequila bring you this segment as the T-Box broadcasts from Crest Cars in Frisco, Cadillac, Infinity, and uh, Volvo. Check them out up here in Frisco. You'll love it. We're having a sumptuous set of brisket. It's a brisket quesadilla, quesadilla, I think, mm, compliments mm, of Mr. Mm. Ernest B. All right, 9.30, Max Homa said something that we thought was interesting, uh, maybe a little bit uh, controversial. We'll talk about that at 9.30, and we'll mix with the Fun House, Travis Mejia, and Saad Yusuf, I believe. Yep, that's correct. We'll do that. But first, the weather actually looks pretty darn decent today. It's raining today. 
It's only going to be 49 today. I'm telling you, the weather, the weatherman got it, went, was it Thursday, completely messed up. They said it was going to be 67. I don't think it got above 50. You want to fight Pete Delkus like it, take it fight night? No. Did okay. you guys don't have to it. use your heater and your AC this week like I did? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. That's Texas for you, baby. Air conditioning on Tuesday, and the heater was on last night. Yep. Got to love it. Got to love That is Texas. So it's only be 49 today. Then it's going to be in the 70s most of next week until uh, Friday. Cool. Be in the 50s. And it looks like no rain in the forecast until maybe Thursday. So yeah. tee it up. Check out Golf Moose and maybe get yourself around a very deep discount. Yeah. Discount golfmoose.com. Tee it high and let it fly. Amen, brother. <laughs> okay. So. Eli comes in the other day. We're, we're talking in the office and the water cooler talk. Do you ever have Rick just one of those? Always, as the youngsters would say, it's been a day. Yes, that was Thursday for me. Okay, so magazine deadline week was mm-hmm. this week. We uh, sent our initial Very frantic. Yeah, we sent our initial files over to the printer yesterday afternoon. So it was a real busy week. Typically, we're trying to get ads in and finish up writing stuff. Best of and private best clubs. Of private it's rank a, it's all a that. very highly popular issue. Yes, and so this week was really hectic. Well, I've been trying to get my big behind back in the gym a little bit and you know start working out and doing a little cardio and stuff. And In the morning. So I've been trying to go in the morning. It's smart because you get, you get it out of the way, and then anything in the afternoon doesn't get in the way. Absolutely. I love that. And knowing that I was going to have to probably be at work late and not wanting to fight the gym crowds at 536 in the yep. afternoon, I decided I was going to start getting up when my wife All gets up. All the grunters. Yeah. And so <laughs> Screaming. The other morning, I'm, uh, this is Thursday morning, I'm on my way to the gym, and it's about 7 o'clock. And I have to pass by, well, I live across from one elementary school. I've got to drive by another one on my way to the gym. And this is a 45-mile-an-hour zone. It's a, you know, just a normal side street, if you will. Uh-huh. And But they've got the school zone flashing whatnot, and so, you know, people slow down. And I'm stopped at a red light. And I'm about four cars back, probably, from this red light. So maybe, you know, 50, 60 yards away from okay. the actual light itself. And I'm just listening to the musers, as I typically do when I'm in the car in the mornings. And I'm not really zoned out. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not, you know, distracted at all. I'm looking, you know, kind of at the, the car in front of me. Mm-hmm. And kind of in the distance, I I hear a, a very loud, distinct boom, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, pretty much, except without the skid, the skidding, just the crash, just the crash. And so as I focus in ahead of me, I see debris, and I see you have these big light posts, the ones that you know go up from the ground, and then they split at yes. the top, uh-huh. and they've got the lights on either side to to, to light uh, both sides of the street. Right. And I see this light post go over, Mm-mm. and it's going into oncoming traffic. Like I wonder how fast you have to go to dismantle one of those obviously i mean i'm uh, it's at the bottom yeah it's they're they're probably pretty top heavy too i would guess it probably didn't take a lot but i've seen those screws that go into those things yeah and the bolts on them are gigantic yeah yeah. anyway so i see the light post going over and i thought oh man they're just a bad wreck you know i mean obviously debris everywhere and about this time and i'm not and i'm not positive because again this was kind of in the distance but i don't know if our light had just turned green i know i was stopped so I'm assuming the light was red and it maybe had just turned green. Well, as the light turns green or it just turned green, the cars that are in front of me, and there's two lanes, so there's probably three cars in front of me in my lane and then three cars in front of 
the car next to me in the right lane, and okay. so there's probably six or seven cars that are in front of me. Mm-hmm. These cars just they start going around the debris field and just continuing on their merry way. Like it was like they didn't even realize that there had just been a wreck. Well, they and realize they tend to ignore. just ride. They That's just were sorry. It's so sorry, and and I thought to myself, well, God, somebody's got to get out and check on these people. Yes. And so, of course, I put my car in park, and I kind of start running up to the intersection. I, I mean, I literally just parked my car in the sure. middle of the street. Put on your put on my flashers, okay, and I good. just and I started running up there to this Smart. little white SUV that had been hit, and get get up to the car, and the airbags had gone off the curtain airbags yep. on the side. Smart. So you could not see through the driver's side window. And you're always bracing yourself because you're not sure what, what you're, you're going to see what when you're you gonna walk, walk up, up right? to. Correct. Yeah. And, and so I tried to open the, the driver's side door. It was locked. So I kind of leaned over. And this is this was kind of a mid-sized SUV, a smaller mm-hmm. SUV. And so I kind of leaned up to the to the windshield to look through the windshield. And there was a woman sitting there. And she was conscious. And I, I kind of yelled through the window, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And she kind of shook her head yes. And I said, you need to unlock the door. Right. So she unlocked the door. So I opened the driver's side door. And I asked her, I said, are you all right? And she said, yeah, yeah, I think I'm okay. And then just the most terrifying thing you can hear come out of someone's mouth, she says, I'm okay, but my child is in the back. And I thought, I I thought, oh, no, okay, this is not going to be good because I didn't hear any crying. I didn't hear any screaming. And you'd think a kid after something like that would be just screaming bloody murder or crying or whatever. whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I go to open the the back door. On the driver's side, well, it's locked. She's got the child lock on, so I had to unlock the child lock on the driver's side Mm -hmm. door, open the back door again, have to kind of fight my way through the curtain airbag. (laughs) And as I pull up the curtain airbag, this little boy is sitting there, and he's in his, he's probably four years old, in his his, uh, car seat. Uh And he's got his iPad, and he's still just playing on his iPad. (laughs) Not even. And he, not phased I, at all. I looked at him and I kind of put my hand on his shoulder. I said, "Buddy, are you okay? How do you feel?" And he said, "He looked at me and he goes, good. Why? Yeah, I'm killing it in my video <laughs> game, man. He was still I broke just, my record with his little finger. He was just, just you know, touching away on his little touch screen. There, so did he they was recognize fine. you? What's that? Did they recognize you? Did they recognize me? Did no, they say, "Oh man, it's Eli Jordan"? <laughs> no, it's Eli Jordan. They did not. But uh, anyway, they were both fine, and you know, we get. The, the woman ends up getting out of the car and you know got her son out and he was fine. I mean they were, they were both they were both good. How quick did it take for first responders to get there? The first motorcycle officer probably was there in about four or five minutes. Not bad. Um, okay. Yeah, and once he got there, he kind of you know started kind of securing the scene. Of course, there are still cars kind of going by and. Um, you know it's funny because typically you'll see a cop parking near a, a school zone. Yeah, because man, they can get people like crazy. Oh yeah, well, and that's the thing is, I don't think like speed was necessarily involved here. And again, like I, I I'm not a very good witness because I was so far back from it. And I told one of the officers, I ended. I mean, I stayed on scene for probably 30 minutes, you know, because they got a state, statement sure. from me and all that stuff. And um, but I told him, I was like, I'm not sure how much help I can be. The one thing I can tell you is that, like, I was stopped. So I don't know if our light was red and had just turned green. But the woman that I helped to get out of her vehicle, her and her son, she she was explicit that the other car had run a red light. So what's the other car look like? Yeah. Is that the one that hit the pole? No, the 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 one that I helped her out of the car hit the pole, and the oh. pole fell on a car that was in the turn lane on the opposite side of the road. He was fine too, but it just crunched the hood of his car. He, right. He did not seem pleased that it well yeah that's his fault it's just kind of i mean just total wrong place wrong time you know that is ridiculous that nobody stopped outside of you i mean well there was one other woman that was kind of trotting up there as i was 
And we got to that vehicle about so at the late. same time. So late. And then there was another woman about maybe two minutes later, and she was in scrubs, and she was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a nurse. I'm on my way. Is, everybody, is there anybody injured that needs medical attention because the firefighters and EMTs and stuff sure. weren't on the scene yet? And But by that time, everybody was kind of out of their cars. The, the, the other vehicle, I'd never made it my way down to that car. There were people that were helping them out, and it looked like a younger Hispanic couple probably okay. in their late teens, maybe no no older than mid-20s, I would say. And the woman, i assuming was the driver, she had a bloody nose. I think the airbag knocked the fire from her and bloodied her nose. But other than that, everybody was good. Um which was which was good to see, but I was I mean I was really scared when the woman told me I'm fine, but my child's in the yes. back. That that freaked me out because especially I didn't, when you didn't hear anything. Right when I didn't hear any crying or anything, I was like, oh, what am I going to open this door to? Is he going to be unconscious? Is he going to be hurt? Is, I'm you telling know, you, kids and drunks, they're the only people that never seem to get hurt. <laughs> made, of, made of rubber, I guess. Yes, I don't know what it is. Hey, but, and, and good on that iPad too. It was withstood a yes, pretty pretty did. good jostling. <laughs> so still, still working. All right, so a couple things. Because I'm way into this kind of stuff. I took I took a big defensive driving course out of the Speedway one time. If you have a chance to do it, you should. It's pretty cool. One, forget 10 and 2 on the wheel. It's 9 and 3. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because if those airbags go off, they can break your forearms. Yeah. Okay, that's one. Hey, what's up, buddy? Well, Conrad. Conrad Schindler joining us. You want a brisket quesadilla? And, uh, <laughs> and, and the other one is this. If you're the first person in a line... And it turns green. Wait. Yeah, count to a good two or look three. Look left. You go. Look yeah. right. Because if somebody's trying to run that yellow, I think that's what happened in this case. Again, I didn't see the whole thing, but I'm fairly certain that's what happened. And another thing about a yellow light, the 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 rule is one second of yellow for every ten miles per hour in that zone. So if you're trying to gauge it, that's what that's what it is. So, but if you're first, do not. Jump out after a green light. Yeah. Man, you're just going to – because I've seen so many people try and run those things. And I oh, said, yeah. I mean, you'll see and people what's the rush? Through, right, and, and that's the that's the thing that got me is like, A, it's in a school zone. Yep. I mean, and thank God that there were no kids going across that crosswalk whenever this happened because they could have been – really really bad if there yep. were kids in that intersection oh, when this imagine? happened Holy i mean it could have been infinitely worse so yeah. thank god for that but yeah it's, i it just amazed me how many people just kept on going like like it didn't even happen it doesn't like, amaze tell me, me that, like out of like 10 or 12 me. right like there are 10 or 12 people probably in front of me and not one of them got out it's like come on man what I mean, happened to humanity i don't know it's i mean it, i mean where do you have to be that quickly that you can't help out no and i will say this and like, i can understand that like had they immediately gotten out of the car and you could visibly see that they were okay yeah that's one thing but nobody had gotten out of this car yet and i mean this is a good probably two like minute and a half probably before i actually got to the vehicle to check on him so if you're driving by this you're pretty well aware that nobody's gotten out of that car yet and know that there might be someone hurt in there okay let me give you what if so in that case, I would always stop if, if in that scenario. Mm-hmm. You see somebody on the side of a road, especially on a highway or whatever, and they look not necessarily in distress, but something's happened to their car, I never stop. Yeah, that's Because, a- man, I think, I think I'm going to be the it's, – it's one of those things where it, it's my worst nightmare is when you try and do something as a good Samaritan and somebody takes advantage of it and right. hijacks your car or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, or, I mean, and, and or at least call it in. Like the breakdown lane on highways are not very large anyway. I mean, that's what that's what police and roadside yeah, assistants and over. AAA, that's what they're for. 
And, you know, if you're somebody that has a flat tire, I mean, unless it's a 90-year-old woman or something, yep. I'm probably just, you know, what they're going to figure it out on their own. Yeah, it's sad. I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see humanity like that. And at least when you came out and another person came out of the out of your cars, I would think that would have motivated more people to yeah. do it. Yeah, there were there were probably all said and done, maybe about six or seven people that I think got out of their vehicles because I good. saw the cops interviewing several more people besides me, and you know they got my phone number and name and all that okay, stuff. Okay, Haven't heard anything else, and I you know I told the cop flat out, I said, man, I'm not sure how much help I can be. I, this is what I saw, which was not much. Well, I was I, I was more around for the aftermath than the actual incident, but again. Just do the right thing. Yeah, don't be a dirtbag. Nine to three on the steering wheel. Yeah. And don't rush out on a green light. Yes. All right, so there you go. Uh, it is uh, whew, 9.34 on the ticket. Let's talk about what Max Homa said about his sport, golf. We'll talk about that. Is that us back? We are back. Well, how are you? It was All a right. real quick uh, bump there. That was a bump. Uh, 9.41 on the ticket. We will mix with... The Fun House. The Fun House. Travis and Sod. Poor Sod. He's apt to... I uh, always wonder what it's like when... Uh, I see Mike Heike. Yeah. Uh, writes for the morning news and start telegram. And, um, I see him at the gym. And I always wonder what it's like when these poor guys have to report when it when their team is in the toilet who when pumps five more? six you or heika hmm. <laughs> probably me he's got a trainer though does he yes <laughs> living large uh we are at crest cars today crest infinity volvo and cadillac and before we get to those two boys so max homa well i guess i should uh here let's try this we're doing this on the fly here go ahead and give me a we are well, well, well prepared well prepared. How about that? Does that Man, work? Man, okay, I'm like that's very. Good. All okay. right. Works. It works. I'm going to pause this. So <laughs> Max Homa was on a podcast for play, and he was talking to a couple of NFL players. So take that with a grain of salt because it depends, I think, who you're talking to. And what they did is they essentially asked him, is golf a sport? It's a kind of a time-honored debate whether, you know, are you an athlete if you're a golfer? Well, I'm telling you right now, if you play 72 holes in four days and you walk, uh, yeah. It's tough. It's an activity, definitely. It's tough. So let's hear what Max has to say on this. On the ticket. Ooh, we're buffering. We are buffering. We're buffering. The ticket. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> have, to, have to get on bros in here. It's Wi-Fi. That's a pisser. <laughs> All right. A pisser, you yeah, say. We, God, what happened to our internet? So, okay, here, yeah, here we go. I say, I think I've got the, here we the go. argument of golf being a sport or not. Man, I'm like it's very. Nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't. It's active. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it does warm my heart when, like, my friends who are real athletes, like the, the, the no-argument athlete, uh, when they go play golf and then they tell me the next day, like, their back hurts and their shoulders are hurting. I'm like, see, this is true. fucking dangerous. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. It's probably not. I think <laughs> I if we get had a career on clubs, I would consider it a sport. <laughs> are there you. any more? Yeah, we're tiptoeing the line. We're, we're definitely Best like, segment ever. fat dog cheerleading and say that's not a sport, and they did way more athletic than we are. So like no, if they're not even if they're not even getting back. approved, then like we are, shouldn't be approved fully yet. We're, we're okay. All right. Yeah. Since I thank didn't, you for I didn't stopping that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. 
Uh, if, if you had Max Homa F-bomb on your bingo card for the tee box this morning, congratulations. All right, so having said in a, in a tour player saying that, I'm not sure what defines something being a sport versus a skill. Like, I'm going to say with all due respect to Monty Montemayor, Justin Montemayor, I don't think billiards is a sport. No, it's it's a it's a it's a skill. Yeah, it's yeah. But I think anytime you have to use body motion or you have to, uh, gosh, I don't even know how to describe so it. So my my favorite one to ask is, what do you think about NASCAR? Is that a sport? Yeah. Well, it's definitely you got to be in shape to do it. I, agree. I saw these guys in Formula One. If you're not in shape, you're toast. Absolutely. Uh, the so, g- the g forces they deal with reactions just the the endurance danger. of having to do it and like you said I mean it's white knuckle man for three four hours I mean if you're at Daytona 500 it's a three and a half hour race and you're I mean you're three wide going 200 miles an hour it requires athletic ability and, and people would argue well I mean look at Joe Nemechek or Tony Stewart or you know guys that were a little pudgier are they athletes I, I don't know okay here's how I'm going to define it. I think a sport or a, a, an activity is a sport like golf, like uh, tennis. Um, There's no question tennis is a sport. It requires insane endurance. I'm going to say anything that requires you working out and there has to be some kind of an exercise regime to be good at your sport. Well, the golf doesn't the, apply then. The golf does apply. Now, I mean, but that's they, what I'm saying. I Maybe mean, back in the good old days they're, they're, when all you do is lift six ounces. I'm telling ounces. you, there are still. I think there are still guys out there that do. I mean, look at Harry Higgs. Does his physique just dazzle you? No offense to Harry, I'm sure he would agree. But I mean, you think Harry's clanging and banging in the gym seven days a week? I bet he's doing more than you think. Mm, probably not much more than. We yeah, think. but I, I mean, there's always going to be exceptions. Yeah, I agree. But I think golf's a sport because it takes a skill. I I agree with you. There's competition. There's 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 a score. Mm-hmm. Um, if for nothing else, like you said before, take yourself out and go. And even if you have somebody carry your bag, like the guys on tour do, go play five or six days in a row and tell me how you feel. Your feet will be destroyed. Yep. Your knees will hurt. Your back will hurt. Yep. I mean, if I play, and I play a lot of golf, if I play three days in a row, I'm worn out. I mean, I am worn out. And that's if I'm just riding in a cart, much less walking. It's it's tough to walk four days in a row. So they were saying that the toughest sport by far, they, they kind of equate golf with baseball. And I wouldn't argue with that. No. Because I've, I've played both. there's not a lot of running. No. Um, it's, well, the only difference is you're, you're competing against other players in golf, but they're not, they're not guarding you. Mm-hmm. Okay. In baseball, you still have, it's, it's almost like golf cause it's an individual sport that's played on a team, but I, nobody really helps you on. I will, uh, focus your attention to guys like Charlie Huff yep. or Phil Necro yep. or guys that look nothing like they should be professional baseball players. Bartolo but, Colon. But, right. I mean, there's, Colin there's Ryan. plenty of those guys. I mean, even, uh, you know, like a guy like Miguel Cabrera, like towards the end of his career, I mean, he, he turned into a, a bigger dude, you know, I'm mean, a Kung Fu Panda, Pablo Sandoval. I mean, he never looked like he was a premier athlete but i mean so, so you know how they they gauge uh when scouts write a report on a baseball player you could be a five tool guy right yeah. hit hit for power 
throw, mm-hmm. run, speed, field, field and, yeah. and speed, right? In golf, it's almost the same thing except running. Yeah, you got to be able to chip, putt, mm-hmm. dri- uh, drive, drive for distance. I, I mean, you got to have the mental game too. And you got to have the mental game. Yeah. So I and but I think baseball. I think the toughest thing in sports is hitting a major league pitch. A major league off-speed pitch. Any I, pitch. I, would, I don't care. If <laughs> they're throwing 102. I don't care what it is. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. And I'm just talking about walking in mm-hmm. and doing it versus or, – or us, if we never played golf before, like like Max would say, you know, you take a, a Hall of Fame NBA player, football player, they're not breaking 150 first time they play. No. But you could potentially go out on a football field and make a catch. You might get killed. Yeah, you might end up in a wheelchair. And but... you might be able to make a basket. Maybe, maybe. If maybe. I mean, but, I mean, golf has a certain element of that too, though. If you've been playing a while, and, and not when you first started, and out. Conrad, who just popped in here to say Conrad hi to Schindler, us, uh-huh. if we played maybe a month and a half ago, and I made five birdies on the front nine, I was beating him by like two, two or three shots on the front. Hey now, and he looked at me after nine. He goes, "Is that not the great thing about golf, though? Is that like a guy like you, that's you know a you know a good player, mm-hmm. but." You're beating a guy that was on tour. Like at because, any it, one time, you can hit a better shot than them. Right, exactly, and it, and it's not like that for virtually any other sport. And it's not going to be mean, like that for baseball. That's for darn sure. You know, it, probably won't be like that. Way you're for not going to go out there and haul off a 20 yard run in the NFL. You're going to get killed. You know, you're not going to go complete a pass in the NFL. You're not going to rain in a three-pointer on LeBron James or back him into the lane. He's going to throw your shot 50 rows deep every time. You know, there's there's very few sports that you can have success in if you're just joking. Okay, up. if I'm going to sports brag, I think I could get at least a few points off a professional pickleball player. Okay, that's fair. And that's about and, it. And, and pickleball, I would, I would argue, is uh, it's – they're good. More of an activity than yeah. it is a sport. But the good guy, the pros are really good. Yeah, for but sure. You can still luck into it. You're not doing that on, in tennis. You're no. not returning a serve. No. I mean, you're just going to no. uh, not, hammer not, you. Not likely. So I don't, yeah. I think I, golfers are athletes. I mean, I, I do too. I, I do. At least these, I mean, do, these days. Yes. The I mean, good the, ones. The, the days of your Craig Stadlers and Duffy Waldorfs and guys like that, there's still a few outliers. But for the most part, Tim Heron. these guys, I mean, if you watched Full Swing, I, I mean, they're all in the gym. I mean, Joel Damon's in there yeah. working out. I mean, Justin maybe, Thomas maybe is working protest, out. Maybe under protest, but they're in there. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but that, I mean, they're all, they all realize that they've got to keep themselves in good shape now to have any prayer of making any money on tour. So Yeah. I think yeah. it's an interesting question. The fact that Max Homa said, yeah, probably not. And it's also a, a situation where more guys now are playing golf in their, you know, teens than, than they probably were 30 or 40 years ago. You know, golf used to be, like, for the guys that were too small to, like, go play yep. football or basketball or baseball. Well, and, it was during baseball and it was during track in yeah, high school. Same and so me. the worst athlete usually was playing golf. Right. I mean that's it's, it's gotten better, but that, back then you were kind of different a geek. now. I mean, if you look at guys like Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson, you know, or Tiger. I mean, Tiger basically started this, or like Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, these, yeah, I mean these guys. I mean, they're good athletes mm-hmm. now, and a lot of them. I mean, they're they're big, strong, fast, powerful guys. Here's the problem with today's society: is uh, not only not pulling over and helping out a fellow person <laughs> in a car wreck, render aid, but nowadays you don't get the chance to be a multi-sport participant you better you got to pick what you want to be like when you're seven which, which which sucks evidence will show you that the majority of athletes that do make it 
to the professional level or even high-level college are well-rounded athletes. They play football in the fall, basketball in the winter, and then run track in the spring, or they play baseball in the spring. The majority of specialized athletes, and, and parents have got this totally wrong, and science will tell you this, that if you specialize your kid and make them start playing baseball 295 days out of the year when they're 12, they likely won't be as successful if as if they as if they play other sports as well. Well, when I when I played, I was I loved basketball more than any other sport. Then I quit growing. Yeah. Then I was glad I was playing baseball at the yeah. same time. So I mean, I, I always did the, did the trifecta. I played football in the fall and basketball in the winter, and then baseball in the spring. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that was just kind of kind of the rotation. And I never and I'm glad that my parents didn't say, oh well, you know, you know, you're not going to play football and basketball. You're better at baseball, so we're gonna we're gonna make you play baseball yeah. and go on these travel teams and do these tournaments, and you're gonna play 250 days a year. It's just I don't know what happened to my generation as parents. I don't know when because we didn't do it as kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know why why that started, but uh, all right, little helpful uh, advice from the T box. Yeah. Nine fifty three on the ticket. T box. One more segment out of here. Crest Cars in Frisco Infinity, Cadillac and Volvo. They have certified pre owns. They have new. They have great lease rates. They have great financing. They have awesome service. And we just uh, dove into some uh, brisket quesadillas from Ernest B's Barbecue. Yeah. So up next, let's uh, do a little fun house. All right, wrapping up another, I think, pretty good tea box today. You know, it was fun. Went by quick. That's how I gauge things. I enjoyed it. Yep. thought it was well done. That's Eli Jordan. I'm Rick Arnett. Next week, we will be at United Ag and Turf in Van Alstine. They who make the John Deere tractors and sell them. And Craig can't wait because i will be off next week so it'd be eli and craig craig can't wait to uh drive one they're not going to let him operate a tractor maybe maybe not anyway uh so check that out don't forget uh, crest cars out here in frisco cadillac volvo and infinity uh the place is hopping they're selling cars like crazy get great service great great food everything the longtime client crest cars crestcars.com all right Without further ado, we bring on the Fun House. Hello, hello. The House of Fun. You're Travis right. Maya and Saad Youssef. Howdy. How are you guys so doing, Saad, golf? Do what? How are you guys doing, golf? We're, golf is good. Yeah, we're all right. So, Saad, how often do you travel with the team? Do you travel much at all? With yeah, um, I would say it's about a 50-50 thing. I kind of have to pick my spots, but uh, travel often. So, I, so I, my question is, what happens when... They're just sucking. They've lost five straight. Maybe it's a five-game road trip. Mm-hmm. How rough is that? Yeah, I mean, we have a six-game road trip coming up in March, and I'll be on part of that. And so hopefully they're better by then. But, yeah, I, it, you know, it's almost it, – it's either if they're really good that, or, or really bad, it's almost more interesting just from a journalistic perspective. It's always tougher when they're bad, though, just because – you got to go in there and ask the same questions, especially when they're bad the way they are right now, when there's only one reason. It's like, how many different ways can you ask? Why can you not score goals? Or why is your power play garbage? Like, how many different ways do you ask that question? So, I don't think I would word it like that if I were you. Why yes. is your power play garbage? <laughs> I, was th- I, was thinking more, I was thinking more on the plane. Yeah, flight. like the vibe on the plane. 
Yeah. Well, I don't. Like? I don't. I don't travel on the team plane, so oh. I don't. Oh, oh yeah. buddy. Do you fly private, and you just got your of own course. jet? PJ. Yeah. No, trust me. I would. I would much rather fly the commercial. The citation. I much rather would fly commercial than on the team plane, anyways. Because spirit. Let, no, no. <laughs> let me rack up my miles, and uh, and at the end of the year, I have like. A hundred thousand miles to use for free on a vacation. So, oh, there you go. See, yeah. that's using your thinking cap. Absolutely. Hey, real quick, want to thank uh, current out of your engineering back at the station, Kevin Landrum and Ryan Baldwin. So, we were coming up with what would be the toughest sport to pick up immediately, and I think baseball probably number one if you had to face a major league <laughs> i mean on the same subject i don't think hockey would be really easy that's what i was going to bring both up of those that's are probably right up there it would be it would be baseball golf hockey and maybe hockey more just because there's a yeah. skating element i was going to say the the whole skating thing would be a, a, a tough to tough to to figure out when we did charity on. challenge it was hilarious because unless you put the, they videotaped it unless you put it on super fast eight times speed, we looked like we were running and we were just vibrating in place. Yeah, you know, your skates were made of lead. Yeah, and I mean, it's, and like you said, it's like a whole different skill set that doesn't really translate from anything else, right? So when I was in my younger days, middle school, high school, like I was, I was an athlete, and a lot of the different yeah. sports I played all translate. Like I did football, basketball, soccer, yep. baseball, pocket pool. Uh, I did of all that. of that, but like I couldn't just naturally just turn to hockey, you know. So I think that would be the toughest. I think uh, back in the day, because I grew up in Southern California, if I had my choice, I would have played ice hockey, maybe lacrosse, and I, I would definitely play either one of those over football. Lacrosse seems no real question. fun. Like I yeah, kind of really does. wish I had gotten into lacrosse. I don't even yeah, know if that was an option in, like, 1997. It's, it's way, way more prevalent in the Northeast. Yes, it is. That's where Craig is Craig, pretty good at it. I don't know. American I, Pie told me that. Well, Offstriker I mean, <laughs> was a, a big lacrosse guy. Yeah. I went to, like, I went to a private school, and I didn't hey, know. Yeah. Well, I didn't know anybody that played lacrosse. It's a very affluent sport, generally speaking. And yeah. I didn't know anybody that played lacrosse. I thought polo was a. Well, yeah, pretty affluent like, too. What is it? Dressage? The like? Yeah, you need a, a horse. Horse jumping or whatever, or equestrian, that kind of stuff. Like I knew a couple of kids that played hockey that I went to school with, but even that was very few and far between. Well, yeah, that's expensive. I think when, the guy when I was that, in high school. I think there was like one Star Center. I think the one in Farmers Branch was like the only yeah. one. That no, they had existed. the one in Cedar Lewis. Hill. Well, I don't think it's a Star Center anymore, but they did have the one in Cedar Hill. Yeah. Lewis is one of the first. Right. I knew a couple of, of guys that played like club hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I for me lacrosse <clears throat> really kind of uh, I I got to learn the sport a lot more when Chris Hogan, <clears throat> the receiver, was on the Patriots. Yeah, brother. Because he was a lacrosse player at Monmouth or something like that, um, up in New Jersey, and so yeah. I think uh, that's when that's when I started looking at uh, how like you know lacrosse and just what it is, and it's a fun sport. Well, la- la- lacrosse is hockey; it just happens to be on grass, right? Right? right, it's the same thing. But are yeah, lacrosse and stuff. field hockey the, is that the same thing? Uh, yes, sorta. <laughs> okay, but they don't have baskets. They don't have baskets in uh, field hockey. What are they? Use? Field, field hockey looks like it would be just absolute hell on your lower back because they have those sticks that they're are too like, short. Yeah, they're like hunched over the whole time. <laughs> it looks like it would be so uncomfortable. They just look like they're swacking each other with their sticks the entire time. Like I can't even. I can't even. I can't even keep track of the the ball. The 
Yeah, pup. yes. Pup. It's not a pug. I know that. <laughs> I think I would have liked to... Shuttlecock? Uh, hey, no. no. It's definitely I think, not that. I think I would have liked to try to highlight, too. Oh, yeah, highlight. Isn't there a new highlight park? In like no, Plano, can't be Highlight Park. Really? <laughs> I think you're thinking of cricket. Okay, maybe that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Build, of. They're, build, they're building balls. a cricket complex in Grand Prairie, but yeah. Hey, no, cricket! Cricket is way better than baseball. Get out of here! It's way better than baseball. Doesn't it take I'd like nine days to finish a game? It never ends. No, no, cricket y'all, takes forever. No, y'all it's like think five it, days, one game. That's called a test match. If you play a one day, that's different. That's um, that's my problem. Then we need to have one set amount of time we play. Yeah. And we should get a ticket cricket game together. You know, they used to, they used to do the great game or the charity challenge Let's on do ice. It. We should do a ticket cricket game. I will dominate. Oh, we need to go to a commercial. Oh, thank you. Oh, right thank now. you, Dirk. All right, what do you guys got on the show? Quickly. Uh, so, so much. We've got cricket. We're going to talk about uh, the Cowboys off season. We've got the crucial Mavs stretch run coming. Jay King's going to bring us the news. And uh, we're just going to have a great time up until noon today, guys. That's Boom. a fun time. Good fun house today, it sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it. Cheers, boys. Bye, golf.